Welcome to the Front Porch Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today. We're glad to have you. And today we're joined by Jared Link. Jared, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Grayson. How about you? Good. Pastor Margaret, if you would uh, just like to uh, introduce our topic, and uh, you'll find out why Jared's joining us for this topic today. That's right. Well, this topic always has to do with testimony, and uh, that's kind of what we're looking at when we come together is just uh, where we can share with others the glory of God. And uh, we're in a life group curriculum right now that is on Romans, and uh, Jared helped with some of those sessions. And we just uh, recently, my life group was going through um, the session, and Jared was, you were the one that um, shared the teaching, and it was on Romans 5, uh, 1 through 5. And as I watched that video, um, and as my life group had a conversation, um, and kind of as things opened up that evening in conversation, it became very evident to me that we had much more um, in this scripture that to unpack than what we could unpack uh, or what you could unpack in a 15-minute video. So just thought I would invite you in today and sure. see where uh, this conversation goes in the world that we're living in today, talking mm-hmm. about having endurance and perseverance in the midst of suffering and uh, what the um, Apostle Paul has to say about it, but then what some other guys that you've been studying um, in the New Testament, I've had to say about it as well um, as they shared uh, their heart uh, for the gospel. Uh, so I'm going to read, to get us started, I'm going to read Romans 5, 1 through 5 uh, from the Passion Translation. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us, and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, has done for us. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. What incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. And I love this. It's kind of like an infomercial. But that's not all. But wait, there's more. Yeah, but wait, there's more. A divine but. (laughs) Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence, knowing that our pressures will develop us in patient endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character. And proven character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy. was because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Wow. Man, that just excites me. Um, It kind of renews that fervor of um, what we're in this um, world for and what God wants to do in us and through us. And so I was listening to uh, N.T. Wright, and he was referring to the scripture as this first part, verse 1, well, verse 1 through about it being like a tiny rosebud like we see this it's beautiful it's a there's much 
to be gained from this truth. But when we get to verse 3 through 5, it's like the rosebud begins to open and there was so much more packed into verse 1 and 2. There was so much more in that rosebud that begins to blossom and open up as he begins to go and dive deeper, as the Apostle Paul dives deeper into what verses 1 and 2 really mean. So I know you did, an, I'm sure, an incredible amount of study um, on that. I know it's been back a little bit now, but do you want to speak a little bit to kind of where you've been and what you've seen in Scripture even since that study as you've been preparing for other things? Sure. I think, I mean, the Apostle Paul has up to this point uh, been building the doctrine of justification through faith and this idea that it is all because of Christ's work on the cross. Um, when you look at the first word of chapter 5, verse 1, it says, therefore, tying us back to this previous idea uh, of chapter 4, verse 25, when he says, he, speaking of Jesus, was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Mm-hmm. It's by his life, death, and resurrection on our behalf that we can have this access that he talks about in verse 2 of chapter 5, that it is our placing our trust in him uh, far beyond anything we can put our trust in in the world, mm-hmm. uh, far beyond the circumstances that we find ourselves in, that the secure reality, what transforms our status before God is our faith in Christ and his work on the cross on our behalf. And so to be justified, what a privilege it is that we are no longer viewed by our shortcomings or our faults, but that as we are in Christ and his life is alive in us and we are leaning into him and his grace is drawing us towards him, God is viewing us through, and I heard someone say this once, that God is now looking at us through the blood of Christ. Amen, yes. And so that we are justified just as if I had never sinned um, through faith. And Paul makes that, when we say through faith, it's easy to, to... grab that and just keep running, but that it's not through our works. It's not through a status. It's not through how many jumping jacks we can do. It's through faith. Uh, We we approach the cross in need, and we accept his atonement through faith, and we are all equal in Christ through faith. And so, and then he goes into that, and as you unpack this rose petal, it was kind of a challenging video to cover these five verses in that 15 minutes uh, because there's series worth of content oh, within absolutely. this. They um, said, you know, we have access by faith. So through Christ, we have access to God the Father, the creator of the universe. And in this culture, you would have had to think, you didn't just go marching into the king's court, just no. like we can't go marching into That's the right. White House. You're right. going to get stopped. But he's saying now through Christ, God is viewing us through the blood of Christ. We have access to him, to his right. love, to his heart, to his kingdom by faith. And that's what we now stand. That's what's secure through the changing tides of the world, the circumstances, the hard times. I mean, it's 2020, right? Right. right. There's been a few unique things happen. We can stand firm yeah. in our faith in Christ. Right. right. Uh, for scripture tells us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Yeah. And- um, like, I think sometimes, it, and especially when we're looking horizontally these days, it's hard to forget who we are and whose we are. When I was reading this, I just thought about, he's talking to, um, in Rome, the church, there was this Jewish group of believers, right, um, in Rome. And so as he speaks to them, 
they had to go to the priest. Up, you know, and now they are, I can't imagine that amazing truth for them to think about what that religiosity maybe of going and having these religious rituals and now just having that full access that they had and now that we also are being invited in to the family of God. That's just powerful um, to think about. That wrestling and that mindset of the veil being torn that we Mm -hmm. read about in Scripture, they didn't go into the Holy of Holies twice a year. Right. And they tied a rope. We believe that they tied a rope around their ankle in case they didn't come back out. Yep. And for Paul to just say, because of what Christ has done, because of this guy you've been hearing about, that he was crucified and raised from the dead, because of him, Mm -hmm. we have access. Like that was just, to hear that for the first time in that culture would have just been, I don't, I can't wrap my mind, like flabbergasted, what do you mean? But wait, there's more? But wait, there's more? (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to get into that because... Paul brings, I mean, and I, I called it a right hook. Like, So we've talked about how our status is secure in Christ because our faith in him and we have that secure foundation to stand and that we're boasting in the hope that we have. We're exciting. We're telling people and anticipating. We boast in this hope of the glory of God because we know that we are being renewed and that his kingdom is in effect. And he comes with verse 3 and says, not only that, as if that wasn't enough, we glory in our sufferings. And you kind of hear that and you go, how did we just come off that mountaintop of faith to be glorying in our sufferings? Mm-hmm. And I just that's kind of like getting hit with a right hook out of nowhere. It's just, where did that come from? How does that fit right. into this new reality, this exciting uh, thing, this hope that we have? How does that fit into our suffering? What about that quality of being in Christ and having access to God the Father? What about that? allows us, gives us the possibility of even glorying in our sufferings. Well, Jared, as you were talking, some of the thoughts I had, you were talking about having access, like anytime we want, would be kind of countercultural. We talk a lot about the gospel being countercultural, the opposite of what was of the day. And like you said, you don't just storm the gates of the kingdom or, you know, the Holy of Holies was only where a few people went a couple times a year. And, you know, if they weren't right with the Lord, they might have to pull them out of there. But I just think about how, like you were saying, the glory, like we're celebrating, we're on a mountaintop and then we're coming down to the suffering valley, so to speak. Suffering of reality. And and that's kind of where the separation may, you know, anybody can celebrate and have glory when things are going good. But what sets us apart as Christians is that we can even have hope in suffering. We can even have joy. Now, joy and happiness are not the same thing. We don't have to be happy in our suffering, but we can have joy, and joy is much deeper. Joy comes from a relationship with God, knowing that our suffering is just temporary. It won't last forever. And that's, Grayson, as we look into this text a little bit, you kind of get to see how the Apostle Paul is almost assigning a higher, and he is. Faith is of a higher value. And as we think about that as our status as God's kids, that is of higher value and of more importance. And whatever serves that end, that growth, we should celebrate. And I think that's the key here in the pivot point in verse 3 
when he says that we can glory in our sufferings because, why would you glory in sufferings? What a crazy idea. But because we know, we know that we know that suffering, trials, persecutions, hard times, 2020, <laughs> suffering produces perseverance. And that perseverance there could, in our language, might be more like patience. That it's growing us, it's increasing us if we're continuing to turn to Christ. And that suffering producing perseverance, that perseverance is going to produce character. And when you do the word study there, like that's really proven character. Like it's going to continue as we suffer and as we bear those burdens and we continue to lean in, we continue to uh, to worship, to have hope in Christ, um, that we're persevering. It's like exercising a muscle. Mm-hmm. You're exercising our faith and perseverance, and that builds a more refined and proven character, and that character leads to hope. Yeah. Verse 5, he says, And hope does not put us to shame mm-hmm. because God's love. Here's the source of it all. We only stepped out of it for two verses, and he Paul brings it right back, the source of it all. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts. It wasn't droppered in there. Right. It wasn't barely a covering. It was poured out lavishly into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. It's just a marvelous truth. Mm-hmm. And that we don't just give a pat answer of, oh, you're suffering, you know, best of luck. Right. No, it, right. Paul's saying, hey, these things can. There's a choice there. Yeah. These things can serve to strengthen us. They can, hey, I don't like to make the choice to exercise. Like, nah, I'm good. Peanut butter pie sounds better to me. But there's a choice in that we can exercise our faith and we can lean in, we can worship and allow that, allow God to transform that to building up our faith. And as faith increases, hope increases, joy increases, worship increases, we love more, we worship more, we hope more, we persevere more. You just keep building. That can sound like just do these five things and all's going to be well, but it's deeper than that. Yeah. It's a rooted thing in our hearts and in, in the reality of God. Yeah, I think about Peter when you know Jesus said to him that Satan has asked to sift you, mm-hmm. but he says about the next sentence is, "But I pray that your faith will sustain you and." That is the root, is our faith, where we're looking to for our hope. And I love in this Romans passage where peace is a present possibility. It's not something to hope for. He says, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Like, that is a deep-seated peace that we have through faith. I love the fact that hope exists side by side with suffering. We don't have to get through the suffering to have hope, uh, but we have this hope in Christ, and uh, we don't have the hope because we're suffering, but we have it in the suffering. And I love how they just, all of this dovetails together, um, and it starts with the peace of God, and actually the Greek word for peace there uh, means to join as a, a dovetail joint. And I look at that, how each one of these the perseverance, the character, the hope, and it all dovetails together. Like you can't pull one of these out without leaning into another one. Like God is so good that he, if we'll lean into him by faith, we might really be going through some tough things, some suffering, but in the midst of that, 
hope is still alive mm-hmm. and peace can be a reality. Um, so I, I don't know. This is just so much. Uh, there's so much hope in this passage of Scripture that we can lean into today, especially today, especially in a time where our world, you know, there are a few things going on, but we know without a shadow of doubt that God is trustworthy and true, and he is not on the throne today wringing his hands wondering what to do, but he is in control. We can have that great hope. Although we may be going through some things, um, we can lean into the great hope that he is in control and have that peace with God because of it. And I think something, you know, for me this passage also helps in a perspective Mm -hmm. because a lot of times my perspective gets skewed, right? Right. Like when the pressure's on or when things are difficult or things are not going quite the way we wanted, like your perspective can be so narrow. And I think when we come to this passage honestly seeking and honestly praying and just asking God to, to help us turn this suffering into perseverance and perseverance character and character hope like it's there's some element of a perception change here um, that what we deal with day in and day out is important Mm -hmm. we know that jesus christ was fully god and he was fully man he gave value to our humanity and to walking the journey of life so there's value and we know we're on a redemption mission here on earth for his glory, our mission mm-hmm. statement. We yeah. are transformed by God to bring hope to others Absolutely. through Christ. Uh, but the perception change uh, that we can perceive that there's more going on, that there's higher value, that we are secure in Christ, that eternity, we have hope for eternity. Not just hope for getting through this week to get me to Friday or to get through this year to get me to the next. It's hope that uh, God's got me. Yeah. I'm his kid. Right. You know, the Apostle Paul says, that, well, when he's talking in verse 1, this idea that we've been made right in God's sight because of Christ, the notes in my Bible um, actually speaks to that we have entered a place of undeserved privilege. Hmm. And it's so easy, Monday through Friday, sometimes it's Sunday, <laughs> to forget that. That we are kids uh, that have been placed in a place of undeserved privilege. And wow, my question, like, so we know this is all true. And it gives me great joy today um, just to talk about it. But I think there are some other places in Scripture. We can look to some other verses that speak to this very same idea. Paul was not the only one who had this idea. No, no, <laughs> he wasn't. Which speaks to... This is not a Paul idea. Right. This is a kingdom of God reality. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so you mentioned some other places. Yep. So we can, if you keep flipping right a little bit, go through Hebrews till you land at James. Uh, so if you read James chapter 1, I mean, this is a very famous passage. But James chapter 1, beginning in verse 2, consider, so here's a choice again, mm-hmm. consider it pure joy. Pure, that pure there is it's the highest form it's the highest regarded joy. So consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. There's that same idea. Mm. There's the exact same idea. So consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Why on earth would you do that? Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. <laughs> Let yes. perseverance 
finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And that idea of mature and complete there is not about my little one-year-old Eliza not having maturity to walk yet. This is about a faith walk, about Mm -hmm. growth. And we just talked about how perseverance and proven character in the passage that Paul was uh, talking about. And so there's this same idea that we can find an exercising, a building up of our faith, but you can't escape. There's a choice there, too. And I, I was trying to think through this as I've been studying here of late. What's the other alternative? What are the other alternatives? He's saying choose joy here. We can glory in our sufferings back in Romans 5. What's the other choice? And like, as the pressure is on, as things are challenging, I tend to isolate. Just disappear. Leave me alone. I'm out of here. That might be indulging in chocolate or ice cream or peanut butter pie or whatever that is. Like, we take that pressure, that idea of burden, and we divert that other places. And in a sense, we are giving in to those influences. And we just talked here a little bit ago in a message last week about how when we turn to those things, we're giving them an authority and a power over us that was never intended. And so to me, that was the choice. We can choose joy and God, through his grace, will use those things to grow us, to strengthen us. Or we can turn that in on itself into worry and the spiral of anxiety and depression, and then you start turning to things. Yeah, I mean, the soothing scroll that we talk about mm-hmm. on social media, the right. never-ending. I mean, why is TikTok so popular? It's the never-ending scroll. Right. right. You can turn to that. You can confide in that. Hey, this is not about TikTok. This is about that idea <laughs> that we have a choice and we're turning away. Bring that truckload of mess right to God. Right. That truckload of feeling, of emotion, bring it to allow him to speak in our hearts yeah because it's anything that we go to um, there's a divine order and God's at the top that's where if that void that place of suffering is not filled with the hope that God has for us and in faith turning to him that void will be filled some way and it might be what you said it could be chocolate peanut butter pie Um, the scroll, whatever, that thing that when we go into our private life, when we isolate uh, because it's just too hard, you know, to move forward. And God has so much more for us if we'll just lean in. And I think, too, we find that a lot of those times when we isolate, we don't believe that anyone would really understand us, which is a lie of the enemy, right? And so James, we've gotten it from the Apostle Paul got from James. Help us. In my copy of scripture, if you turn two pages, two pages, you run into the apostle Peter. Peter knows a thing or two. Uh, He's seen a thing or two. (laughs) As you would open his letter and begin in chapter one, so first Peter one, verse three, he starts pretty, pretty close to right out of the gate and says, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's starting out in worship. In his great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He's leaving no Mm -hmm. doubt where our hope comes from, Mm -hmm. and that through Jesus Christ. And so he continues on down through here a little bit, and he gives this idea of inheritance, how our inheritance, our hope, our future is secure in Christ because he has completed the work. It is a done thing in Christ, and we get to join in that. As you would go on down, he'll talk about 
in verse 6, he said, in all this, you're talking about in all this glory and how we even are shielded by God's power, he said, in all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These things, this grief, this hard time, these trials, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith. And we were just talking again about how in James and in Romans, that proven character idea, proven, the proven genuineness of your faith. And Peter says, which is of greater worth than gold, precious, precious in the sight of men would be gold. And he said, gold, which perishes even though it's refined by fire, may result in praise. So if you if you just read that through, it says, these have come so that your proven genuineness of your faith may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So there's there's an end result. There's an accomplished goal in these things in and, Christ. And we know, just a few minutes ago, we were talking about Simon Peter. We know that, you know, he ran. Um, he denied that he knew Christ. Like, it wasn't like he'd always done it right, yeah. right? Like, and He's teaching from a point of failure and not right, always success, right, which right. is so beautiful. Yeah, I love that because we all fail. Yes. You know, we've been there. We haven't trusted. And I think to know today from these three men of God, they are giving us the very same outlook, perspective on faith. And we continue to... I think it's a beautiful picture of, and I wonder if they ever had a conversation about this together. You know, <laughs> can you imagine conversations they have in heaven? Man, I wonder if they're leaning over and go, I, they I, you know, do. here we go, <laughs> here we go, you know, and thinking about that Jesus sets it up at the Father's right hand and intercedes for us today, mm-hmm. just as he prayed for Peter that day that his faith would sustain him. Right. That's pretty powerful. He provides the same peace yesterday, today, and forever, and One of the things that stuck out to me as we were talking, Jared, you were talking about how he doesn't just give us peace now, but peace for eternity. And I've heard it said before, you know, and believe it to be wholeheartedly true. Us as Christians, we don't have to wait till we die for eternity. But again, eternity begins now as believers. And, uh, you know, we were also talking about suffering and how God allows suffering to happen in our lives. Well, maybe it's because he knows if, if we lived an easy life, we wouldn't be relying on him. We would just, you know, go about life thinking we could just do it on our own. We don't need God. But it seems like in the tough times, that's when we realize how much we truly need him, and that draws us closer to him. And sometimes living an easy life can be a tool of the enemy. He makes people get too comfortable and think, like I said, that they don't need God. And so just uh, know that... uh like uh, it says in the Bible, suffering lasts for a little while. You read that in the scripture. It lasts for a little while, but uh, our eternal gift as God's children, that lasts forever. And so uh, suffering may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Yeah, I think so. I think that, well, I know so. Um, and, you know, you mentioned, um, Jared, our mission statement, transformed it by God to bring hope to others through Christ. And there is a reason, like, we are being transformed. Um, Our faith is being um, strengthened uh, day by day. But there's a reason that we share on Front Porch Talks about shared testimony. It's the testimony of these three men of God that we have just read 
um, their words from Paul and Peter and James. Same idea. And we have that word as a testimony to God's grace and faithfulness. And so when I think about our mission statement, it makes me think, do we understand God has us here in 2020 for such a time as this? Everyone listening. And, And you know, we've all failed. We've all fallen short. But God pleads for us to look to him for our faith. Uh, It is the one true thing. That's the one truth we have that we know is the truth in these days. And um, I would just encourage those that are listening. uh, Maybe you've kind of given up. Um, Maybe you just needed encouragement. And maybe you're out there encouraging other people. I pray you are. Um, But we have work to do. And we cannot, as children of the kingdom, we've been bought with a price. And sometimes we kind of kick and scream. And then we realize that um, God is calling us higher so that we can share the glory of God with others and encourage them higher. Good word. Yeah, good word. Yep. And transformation, it's a daily process. He's constantly transforming us and making us more in his image if we'll allow him to. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for joining us today, Jared, and uh, helping us uh, dive deeper into these scriptures in Romans. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I pray that as you have heard us talk on Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, that it has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Front Porch Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.